Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing UFC Fight Night, uh, Cannoneer versus Strickland. Honestly, this is a pretty stacked card, and I'm very excited. Uh, we're coming off of a weird UFC 282, um, and there's going to be a lot of changes in the UFC, so it's going to be interesting to watch. I'm very excited for this card. This is our last card for, what, like four weeks, guys? Yeah, for yeah, a while. I think almost a month. Wow, that's awful. Um, don't worry, though. We will be out with fighter interviews and uh, various episodes on um, different topics that we're going to be doing. So we're going to be doing some bonus episodes. So we will be active during those four weeks. So stay tuned in that. But we're going to go through our picks as always. We're going to give out the NyQuil fight of the night, the Max's uh, prelim pick of the night, and the Hammy Sosa lock of the night. And we're also going to give out all of our picks and keep up with our records. So starting off, all of our records are actually tied right now at nine and eight all time. Uh, I decided that we're not going to count the prelim pick of the night because I guess there's no real way to quantify that, right, guys? Like you can't. But I'll just give it out. Um, so I won't keep a record with it, but I'll just like give it out as like a fun fight to be aware of. Um, but uh, Mikey is one and zero on the Nyquil fight of the night picks. And for those of you that don't know, that means that um, the person, someone, will be going to sleep in the fight that Mikey picks. Um, for Nyquil Fight of the Night. And then Jeff is 1-0 on the Hammy Sosa Lock of the Night picks. So, good start so far for the boys. We're all above 50% or 500. And, yeah, let's get into the fights. So, first fight, Renat Fakhradinov Fakr- versus Brian Battle. Um, this is going to be a good fight. Uh, Brian Battle comes in on short notice. Uh, two weeks, I think he's had to prepare for this. Renat is 19 and 1 and he's on an 18 fight win streak. Brian Battle is 9 and 1. He's on an 8 fight win streak. He's most recently coming off that insane head, head kick KO of Takashi Sato um a couple fight nights ago. That was absolutely nuts. Um I really like Brian Battle, but uh this is his second time fighting at welterweight and he previously fought as a middleweight and the fight against Sato is so quick that we don't actually know anything about his gas tank or cardio right now at after dropping some weight. So I'm interested to see how that holds up. Um, Renat, he has really wild and looping striking. Leaves him open for a lot of counters. So I think that he could easily get caught by Brian Battle or get pieced up just with the way that he strikes. But to be honest with you, I think the cards are kind of stacked against Brian Battle here. Um, he's coming in short notice. Um, he's dro- It's only his second fight at welterweight. And he, like I said before, he didn't go very long in his first fight. So we, it's going to be the first time he really tests out his gas tank and Renat, we know what he's going to do. He's going to take you to the ground and wrestle you and grapple you. And I think if he's able to do that and be successful, he's going to get the win. And I'm going to pick Renat here. Unfortunately, although I really like Brian battle, I do hope he wins. Um, I think Renat's going to get the win here. Unfortunately, uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. How do you feel about that analysis and that pick? Uh, I think, I think Brian battle is easily going to catch him. Oh no. Something about Rena, I just, I think he leaves himself way too open. And I think, I think Brian Battle's just going easily catch him with one of them counters, like you said. Yeah, that's very fair. Like I'm afraid of that happening. Like I feel like that's the big reason why Brian Battle took this on short notice. Like he saw something he liked. Yeah, I really hope that happens. I'm just worried about the, um, the grappling because Rena's like an elite wrestler. Like he's Russian, obviously. Um. And I'm worried about the short notice is the thing. But I, I, I'd i say, like, 
that is pretty likely to happen that he catches uh Renat with some strike. So I'm not like I understand why you're picking that. Mikey, how do you how do you feel about that? I'm just trying to think about this one, decide where I'm gonna head with it, and I think I think I'm gonna ride with Jeff. Okay. I think I think I'm gonna go with Brian Battle, and that's only because I don't think his takedown defense is that bad. Yeah. I don't think it's anything exceptional, but he's got a bigger frame. Like you said, he's going down in weight, so his frame should hold up pretty good. Mm. He's 6'1". I think he should be able to fend takeoffs, and he throws so much volume when he's not on the ground. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I'm, I, I'd like him to catch Rena at some point. Yeah, I would like that too. He is the fun pick. I just am going with, like, the more logical pick, I, I'd say, I guess. But I, I do think that it's not even the more logical pick because it is like, I'd say it's closer to 50, 50 than we think, but um, I just, yeah, that's not a bad pick at all. Um, next fight, Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Saeed Yokub Kakramanov. Uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov is 16 and two. He's on a three fight win streak. Kakramanov is 10 and two and is on a four fight win streak. Um, Saeed Nurmagomedov is the fun Dagestani fighter. That's like the only fun one to watch. Um, he has an insane and elite striking and and like really solid takedown defense and he's pretty solid on the ground. Um, Kakramanov has very very good striking as well and both are pretty good grapplers. But Kakramanov has said like in an interview leading up to it, I think it was like three days ago, that he hates uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov because he does not post on Instagram or promote himself and he wants to like beat his ass so. I think these guys are going to stand and bang. And if that happens, I think Saeed Nurmagomedov can edge it out just because he's the more diverse and I would say the more elite striker. He's definitely more diverse. I think he can catch Kakramanov if they end up standing and banging. So I'm going to take Saeed Nurmagomedov on this one. Mikey, we'll start with you. How do you, how do you feel about Kakramanov versus Nurmagomedov? Uh, I'm riding the Kakramanov train for sure. And it's like, I know you hope they're going to stand and bang. But yeah. I don't think that I think that's what Saeed wants, not Saeed Yokub. Saeed Nemergamadov, that's what yeah. he wants. But I don't see that happening after watching Yokub's last fight. And he goes into that fight, and I think people kind of think with him and Ronnie Lawrence should be a pretty even matchup. And we talked about it on here. He steamrolled Ronnie Lawrence. He did ten to sixteen takedowns. I think he had pro- he had to have had at least eight nine minutes of control time and a three rounder, and he outstruck him by a hundred. Yeah, I, I mean, I ride high on Kakramanov. I just like him. I think he's really good everywhere. And another thing, I'm not riding too high on Saeed after his past two wins. I think we also talked about that on here. Like, he won, but I don't think – Yeah, he I think he's down. starting to slow down. I don't know if he's starting to peak out or what. I'm just not feeling too great about him as of late. So, I'm going to ride with Kakramanov. All right. Jeff? Um, I don't I'm I'm not sure where I'm riding on this one, honestly. I I'm not sure if I can really pick this one. Really? I'm really I've I feel good about both of these fighters and honestly they're both like really good all around and I I can't pick one over the other, honestly. I'm splitting hair trying to get them. I can't. All right, we'll do a not not available. Our first not available pick. Um all right. Next fight. Jeff, yeah, man, I on... can't, I can't pick it. I would love to watch it. I. That's fair enough. Jeff is setting records here on the Uppercut Podcast. Okay, the next fight. Um, this is actually going to be this fight is really important because it's the Nyquil fight of the night and it's the Max's prelim pick of the night. Uh, 
Jake Matthews versus Matthew Semmelsberger. This is going to be a fucking banger. Um, Jake Matthews is 18 and five coming off of that KO win over Andre Fialo a while ago. Matthew Semmelsberger is 10 and four. He's coming off of a loss, uh, a decision loss to Alex Morano. Um, yeah, both of these guys are fucking tanks. Um, I think that Jake Matthews is just a tier above Semmelsberger. And I'm gonna I'm going with him. He just has a lot more experience against better fighters than Semmelsberger. And I just think that Jake is able to get it done. I like his striking a lot. I don't think he'll be able to knock out Semmelsberger. He might be able to, but Semmelsberger has an insane chin. And um he's been able to stay awake through a lot of crazy fights. So I'm not sure if he knocks him out, but I do think that Jake Matthews will win. And I could see it going to the decision. Um I hope it's a knockout though. Uh Mike or Jeff, we'll start with you. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, I feel exactly how you feel with this one. I think Jake Matthews is just a step above Matthew Samuelsberger, and I think he's just going to batter him for three rounds almost. But it's mm-hmm. going to be an absolute brawl. I can't wait. It's going to be. A I great feel fight. like there's a lot of fights like this that are just going to be an absolute brawl for, like, straight into a decision. A lot of. Yeah, this is a really good card. I'm excited for it for sure. Uh, yeah, Mikey, a lot of overplays. For real, yeah, and a lot of it's just I'm very excited. A lot of these guys are coming off of are on win streaks too, which is exciting. Um, yeah, Mikey, how do you feel about this fight? I feel the same exact way you do too. I'm riding the same exact pick. I'm. I think it's gonna be really similar to what I was saying about Tapuria and Mitchell last week. Like, yeah, Semmelsberger make it a tough win, but yeah, there's just levels to the MMA. Into especially to the UFC in general, and I just don't think, given their ten years, I just don't see how Samosberger can be on that level. Like he lost to Murano, who just lost. Yeah, granted it was on short notice, and Matthews coming off a win to Fialo, so I just don't. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing how Samosberger pulls it out. But I hate picking against someone from Maryland, but I'm gonna pick against him. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, next fight: Cheyenne Blissmas versus Corey McKenna. Uh, Blissmas is seven and two on a two fight win streak. McKenna is also seven and two. And is coming off that historical Von Flute submission win over Miranda Granger. Um, Corey McKenna is a very, very, very good grappler. Um, I think that she's going to take down Blissmoss and handle her on the ground, submit her, or just ground control, get the decision. Either way, I think she's going to win it on the ground. Um, Blissmoss has better stand up by far, but I think Corey McKenna, Corey McKenna knows that her stand up isn't up to par, and I think that she's going to take it to the ground right away. Um, especially after that Von Flute submission. I think she's going to start looking to use her ground game more. If she does stand and bang, I'm very scared for her because Blissmoss is a lot better um, striker than Corey McKenna is, but I don't think she will. I think her and her coaches are smart enough to take that to the ground. So I'm taking Corey McKenna. Uh, Mikey, we'll start with you on this one. How do you feel about that pick? Yeah, I was going to pick her for the same exact reason, so I love the pick. And uh, Because another thing that stood out to me, too, is when you're looking back on it, Cheyenne is, I mean, she's coming off two wins, but her last loss, if you look into that loss, it was decision loss. She gave up four minutes, 41 seconds in round one, three minutes, 11 seconds in round two, two minutes and one second in round three of control time to her opponent. And McKenna's just getting better and better every fight at that, just rolling around, yeah. grappling, wasting time, throwing submissions in. I just, I, yeah, I don't see how Cheyenne's going to have an answer for that. And, not to mention, boys, did you guys see her husband? He's also a UFC fighter, accused her of having an affair recently. Wait, negative. Blissmas? Yeah, her husband. Well, her last name's really, however you pronounce B U Y S. I don't think it's Buys. It's I think it's pronounced differently. I can't remember what it is, but his name's J P Buys or Bias, whatever his last name is. 
Whoa. He just recently <laughs> accused her of having an affair, and she hasn't fought since then. So, I I mean, I'm going to use that, too. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> I can. Yeah, give savage. me McKenna. Sounds like a fucking team ride. Or yeah, fucking team McKenna. ride. I think that's back-to-back. Yeah, back-to-back team rides. I fucking love it. Um, Yeah, Jared. Jared, I guess I, it looks like buys. So, we're just going to say buys. Nine and five out of Las Vegas. He's a flyweight. He's from South south africa um his la- he's on a two-fight loss streak to uh Corey- cody durden who's fighting yeah and then montel jackson oh he's actually on a three-fight loss streak to uh cody durden montel jackson bruno silva he's supposed to fight francisco figueredo but it got canceled and then he fought on the contender series uh series against jacob silva and won via guillotine i don't know who this oh is. yeah i found a tweet so someone's so MMAfighting.com put Cheyenne Vilmos is hiding since the UFC win. Unsure when she'll fight again. She, quote unquote, it makes me want to cry, someone said. He responds, hiding from what? In a country no one knows where she's at. Everyone here knows she has been in Batumi, Georgia with Roman, the same guy she's been having an affair with behind my back while still married. Wait, like Roman Delidze? I if he's from Georgia, maybe. Yeah, Roman Delidze is from Georgia. It could be Roman Delice. I don't know. I guess he like went off the grid. Yeah, Roman Delice is a Georgian mixed martial artist um, from middleweight division of the UFC. She yeah. fucking Roman Delice. Yeah, yeah. I don't. And you know what? I'm not banging with no no one who's fucking dashing out on their partner like that either. <laughs> you telling me Corey McKenna's a dog in this? I mean, this bitch is a dog, obviously, but. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> well, let's power through before we before we cause too much trouble here. Um, next fight is Cody Brundage. Of course, we just brought him out versus Miho Oleksychuk. Uh, Brundage is eight and two. is on a two fight win streak. Most recently, KOing Trayshawn Gore. Oleksychuk is on, is seventeen five. Is coming off that ridiculous Sam Alvey KO. I'm not sure why the fuck they fed Sam Alvey to Oleksychuk. Um. Brundage is really good. He's a good wrestler, pretty good striker, but he just eats strikes. I think, I think that's why Alexi Chuck can win. Um, I mean, Brundage could potentially get the win if he takes uh, Miho down, but Miho's takedown defense is a bit questionable, and I think it's safe to say that Brundage is the better wrestler. However, Alexi Chuck, just such a dangerous striker, um, and I'm never going to pick against a Polish fighter. That's a rule that I have here. So, give me Alexi Chuck, um, Mikey. Or sorry, Jeff. Actually, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not a question. I'm rocking with the Polak, of course. Exactly. Yeah, we can never. Fu- we can can't never spell Polak without a fucking lock, bud. No. <laughs> Hell the fuck yeah! Let's go, uh, Mikey. You locking it up or no? Nah, I'm not gonna round that one out, oh. boys. I'm sorry. I really, really want to, but and I love Polish fighters, but I don't follow Chuck as deeply as I follow fucking Brundage, and I love Brundage. I'm a Brundage stand, dude. And I agree. I'm not disagreeing with your guys' synopsis at all. He's definitely not as sharp on the feet. But one thing I love about Cody Brundage when you watch him fight, he's what you would call a fucking gamer where he just yeah. finds a way to win. And I love that about him. Like, he's a little bit of a better wrestler, not as good as a striker. But then, like, he's losing the Dolce. He jumping guillotines, a motherfucker. He comes in at a disadvantage to Trayshawn Gore, probably an underdog, I would think, and flatlines him. I just love people who find ways to win whenever they can do it. So I, I'm going to rock with Brundage, boys. Brundage okay. on short notice, Mike? 
I am. I am. He's going to get that Christmas cash. Yeah. Santa's coming right. early in the Brundage household, I think. Oh, boy. I hope I hope not. Um. Okay, Bobby Green versus Drew Dober. This is going to be a fucking banger. Is this the uh... – Wait, which one's the Hammy Sosa lock of the night? Have you have you figured that out yet, Jeff? You don't have to say it. Oh yeah, that All is right. true. Oh yeah, could fuck, do it at the end totally too. Skipped it. What is it? Nah, 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 nah. We totally skipped it. Give me Corey McKenna after all that shit. <laughs> Give me Corey McKenna. <laughs> Corey McKenna. Lock it in two weeks in a row, dogs. <laughs> Corey McKenna, you heard it here first. Hammy Sosa lock of the night. Y'all better bet it. Bet Cheyenne it. coming off the affair. Coming off the affair to fucking <laughs> the lead say, which is just it's fucking dog up. on dog violence in there. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Bobby Green versus Drew Dober. Bobby Green, 29, 13, and 1, coming off of that KO loss to Islam Makaychev. Drew Dober, 25 and 11, two fight KO win streak. Uh, Dober's an active striker. He has an insane chin. Uh, Bobby, he doesn't have as much power, but he has, um, he has a lot of touching jabs, works off of quantity over quality. Um, obvi- obviously, both of these guys don't have a ton of wrestling, so it's going to be a stand and bang, I think. Um, and I think Drew can pull it out, honestly. I really do like Bobby, but I think that Drew's going to be able to handle Bobby's power. Um, not that he has a ton, but I just think he's going to be able to handle every shot that kind of Bobby throws at him, and he's just going to keep getting him, pressing against him and and uh, throwing. And I think he's going to get him against the cage and, and uh, either finish it or at least take it to decision. So... Um, yeah, I'm riding Drew Dober here. Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. How do you feel about that? Uh, negative. I'm riding with Bobby. Fair. I'm Fair. taking Bobby. I mean, I, f- I feel like Bobby can avoid Drew Dober's power strikes, and I feel like that's the only way Drew Dober can really out, really get him out of here because, I mean, trying to outpoint Bobby in a boxing match is pretty much impossible. Rafael Fadib barely did that, and he's literally one of the top fighters in Earth right now. So, yeah, that's fair, Mike. Yeah, I don't pick against Brundage, and I don't pick against the fucking King either. I'll tell you that I don't pick against Bobby the King Green. I do not, and I think your synopsis is pretty good, Max. I just I don't know. I don't think Bobby really gets knocked out though. It's the whole problem. No, he. Doesn't. I don't know if it's that yeah. pattern beard he's got, but he's got a chin of steel. <laughs> like he never gets fucking knocked out, hardly ever. He's got that jailhouse I, chin. You can't get knocked out. You gotta stay away, dude. He just he just fucking wins by decision. That's like his signature. Like he's constantly winning by decision. And I don't. Yeah, I don't see Dober able to finish him. I think Bobby's gonna pick him apart. Yeah. That's fair. It's going to be a fun fight, no matter what. I think we can all agree on that. Um, next fight: Alex Casares versus Julian Arosa. Um, Alex Casares is nineteen and thirteen, coming off of a decision loss to Sodiq Youssef, a uh, possible guest on the on the Uppercut podcast. Hopefully, I don't know if he. Fingers like, crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> and then Julian Arosa is twenty eight and ten. He's on a three fight win streak. Um, I just wanted to run through the stats real quick for this one. Um, the reach 74 and a half for Rosa, 73 and a half for Casares. Not a big difference. Only an inch, both Southpaw. The difference here, significant strikes, strikes landed per minute, 6.26 for Rosa, 4.15 for Casares. Um, the accuracy is about a pick 53.24% for Rosa, 54.91% for Casares. The takedowns, Rosa 1.73, um, Casares, 0.58 takedown accuracy 70.59% for Casares 
48.15% for Erosa. And then submission average, Caceri, it's about a pick 'em 0.77 for Caceres, 0.67 for Erosa. And I know that takedown accuracy looks a little crazy, um, and the takedown averages look a little different. But to me, like, Caceres, because he's so accurate with his takedowns, he's going to have to attempt less. So that's why Erosa probably, he, because he's, like, half as accurate, a little bit over half as accurate as Caceres on his takedowns, he probably will attempt more, which is why he's taking down 1.73. But that's still a lot more than Erosa's 0.58. And I think, Aro- or sorry, Caceres is 0.58. And I think Erosa is just going to, is a better um, fighter all around. Uh, like I said, Caceres is 19-13. Erosa is only 28-10. and 10. He's been around a little bit longer. Um, and yeah, I just think he's the more complete fighter. I think he's a little bit of a better rice- wrestler and striker. And um, I think he can beat him any way that Caceres is uh, tries to fight Arosa. So I, I'm going to take Julian Arosa here. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. How do you feel about that? Yeah, 100%. I like to pick a lot. I'm definitely riding. I think it'd be crazy to pick fucking Bruce Leroy. You got to pick Julian Arosa in this one. Yeah. Well, another thing that stands out to me is you mentioned the takedowns. And Caceres might do a little more of those takedowns because of his jiu-jitsu background. But Arosa's not been shy his past I think two or three fights really throwing him in there with his fighting style too. I'm sure that's throwing a monkey wrench in Caceres' fucking game plan. And uh, a little note I made is Arosa's last three fights, total strike counts, because I'm assuming this is going to be on the, on the feet for a lot of it are 92, 155 and 103, all in three rounders. Yeah. Caceres's were 66, 46 and 48. So I, yeah, I'm not seeing how Caceres can pull this out. And he's, I mean, you can't match Arosa's gas tank, too, I don't think. So, I'm not seeing how he pulls it out. Yep. Uh, Jeff? Yeah, pretty much exactly what you guys said. I feel like I Caceres just isn't going to be able to keep up with Arosa. And Arosa's just going to out, outpoint him pretty much and on the feet, off fight. There you go. Another uppercut lock. Okay, next fight, Amir Albazi versus Alessandro Costa. Amir Albazi 15 and 1 on a four fight win streak, Alessandro 12 and 2 on a seven fight win streak. Um again, I'm going to read the uh the stats here. Albazi has a 1 inch reach advantage. He has a 68 inch reach. Um Costa 67, both fight orthodox. Um signature strikes landed per minute, Albazi 3.79, Costa 3. Um signature strike accuracy, Albazi 52.73%. Costa, 37.86%. Takedown average, 3.09 for Albazi, 0 for Costa. 62% takedown accuracy for Albazi. Obviously, no no accuracy for Costa, and obviously no submissions for Costa. Albazi has 1.24 submission averages. To me, easy pick. Albazi is going to win this. He's the better fighter all around, and I, um, I honestly don't know much about Alessandro Costa, but he's a plus 340 underdog. I think Albazi is a pretty safe pick here. Jeff, are you going to ride with that pick? Yeah, I'm definitely riding with that pick. And even after after you said the numbers, they just made me feel even better. I yeah. feel like Albazi is definitely going to get this one done. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Mikey, how do you feel about that? Yeah, you don't make a UFC debut against someone like Albazi. Like I just, don't, I just think it's fucking stupid to be honest. Like he's been just dominating in every which way his fight since he's been in the UFC. He's going to be ranked in the next year or two. Like he's a, he's a not missed prospect. I mean, he fucking, I think he has two subs out of his three wins. And then his other win 
me see. I wrote it down. His other win, he had he outstruck his opponent in his only decision win by 20 strikes and had five minutes of control time in a three rounder. That's not a guy you fight for your debut. Good luck to Costa. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm riding with uh, yeah, Ismagul or not Ismagulov, um, Amir Albazi for sure. Next fight, I spoiled it. Demir Ismagulov versus Armin, Armin Saryukian. Ismagulov is 24 and one on a 19 fight win streak. Um, Armin Sarukian is 18 and three, coming off of a loss to Mateusz Gamrot. Um, Ismagulov has great takedown defense. I would argue he's the better striker. Um, he averages 4.05 significant strikes landed per minute. Um, Sarukian 3.76. The accuracy is, I mean, the significant strikes landed and the accuracy are both sort of pickums. Um, 51.84% for Ismagulov, 56.76% for Sarukian. Um, I just, I don't think that, uh, Arm, Armand's going to be able to take Sarukian or sorry, Sarukian's going to be able to take Ismagulov down because, uh, Ismagulov has 90% takedown defense right now. And I just don't think that Armand's going to be able to get him down. And I think that Ismagulov can outstrike him. Granted, he's coming off that weird ass fight against, uh, yeah. Giga Kuta Kaledze, right? That's the one where they, he threw like, actually, no. I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my fighters mixed up. Who's that guy that came off the fight with like a couple weeks ago, and it was like four or five like um illegal strikes were thrown. He was also from Kazakhstan. That's who I'm getting mixed up with. I don't even remember to be honest. Not too sure, honestly. Oh, okay. Well, that's who I got Ismagulov mixed up with. But yeah, anyways, he's from Kazakhstan. He's a fucking killer, and I'm gonna pick Ismagulov here. Um, Jeff, we'll start with you. How do you feel about that pick? Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure where I'm going with this. I kind of feel like this this fight kind of feels like the what you call a fight, the Gamrot fight. Yeah. Almost again, but I, I, give me Armin, honestly. Okay. I think Armin's just like a step above. That's fair. That like like we were saying earlier with I forget which fight it was. Samuelsburg. Might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's just like on a whole different level than, than or fucking I can't even say his name. Is Magulov and sorry, it's hard, yeah. dude. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of consonants in both. Dude, they things. fucking beat my ass. Yeah, um, Mikey, we'll go to you. How do you feel about like who would you pick? Um, I like this one for Saryukin because he's a young up and coming prospect. You know, he doesn't. He's got a lot of experience under his belt for how young he is. So he's like lost to Islam. He lost to Gamrot. He really almost kind of damn beat Gamrot yeah. in a five rounder. That was a very questionable decision. Yeah, and he's twenty six years fucking old, and he has those two losses under his belt in the UFC. That's it. And I mean, he just goes in there. He throws good body kicks. He strikes well. He wrestles well. Like I know you guys. Well, Max, I think you mentioned his Magulov's fucking takedown defense, which is pretty legitimate, but. I don't know. Armin's just a force to be reckoned with. He mixes it up well. I just and that that loss to Gamrot really impressed the fuck out of me. That's so fair. I, I, I'm gonna take Armin, and I'm gonna think he's gonna be a top five over the next year or two. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, the main event, uh, Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Jared Cannonier, obviously 15-6, coming off that boring ass loss to Izzy. Um, Strickland. 
25 and four coming off that and just upsetting KO uh, via Alex Pereira. Both of coming off of losses. I think Cannoneer especially is going to be looking to get a big finish here. People are talking that he's really boring. Um, boredom doesn't sell fights. Boredom doesn't get you title shots. I think Cannoneer wants that title shot. And I think he's going to stand and bang with Sean Strickland, which um, I think he can win because Sean Strickland, I, unless he changes his stance, um, he leaves himself open to get beat up. And I love Sean Strickland. He's one of my favorite fighters. He's one of my favorite personalities. Um, but the way that he stands, unless he fixes that, I know he spars a ton, but he and he has a good chin. He really does. But Cannoneer has elite power. He can put you out. And I think the way that uh, Strickland stands allows for him to get counterstruck really badly. And I think that uh, Cannoneer can get it done, unfortunately, although I love Sean Strickland. So, Mikey, uh, how do you feel about that pick? Yeah, I think I'm going to roll the same way. This one's kind of a question mark to me, though, because like you mentioned, is it like, are we going to see that Cannoneer? Yeah. Are we going to see the deer in headlights Cannoneer? Like, I just don't. I don't know. I, I have to ride with you, though. I think he's going to bounce back well if I had to make a pick to answer that question. So, yeah, I can see him, you know, really pressuring, getting in Sean's face. Like you said, not and not only his stance, his footwork is just not up to par. Yeah. Like, he just does not move around very well. He has spurts of it, but he just doesn't do it consistently whatsoever. And if fucking Cannoneer catches him with a big right, it's, it's over. The only thing I don't really like about this fight, though, I mean – it's a fight to make to sell tickets, I guess. I don't think either of these guys are getting a title shot ever, to be honest. Cannonier got his. He fumbled the bag. He's 38. I don't think Strickland's ever going to get one. I, like, I don't really know what this fight even means, to be honest. It'll be a fun one to watch, but I don't Yeah, I don't like when the main night. events seem, seem meaningless. Yeah, I think it's just one of those fight night stuffers. The UFC's kind of fucked right now, boys. Like I like they're all over the place. They kind of are fumbling, um, trying to figure out what to do. And I think that's kind of the product of that. I love yeah, Sean it might Strickland. Be, Go ahead. It, it might be kind of better off that they're taking like a three week to month break. They need to do some like better scheduling, find some better venues, really make sure they're putting the right people in the right place. Yeah, I completely agree. They're all over the spot. Um I, I really like Sean Strickland and I hope he can get a title shot, but I don't think I agree with you. I don't know if he ever will get one. He's one of those guys that works really hard. I'm just not sure if the talent is quite up there, unfortunately. Although he's a dream guest, and I fucking love Sean Strickland. I, I think we all do too. Uh, Jeff, how do you feel? Um, yes. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, you can't have. I mean, two no picks, man. You gotta go, dude. I know, especially on the main event. You know what? Fuck it. Give me Sean. All right. I, I mean. You I guys like are pick. saying that that his movement's not great, but it honestly looked it? really good, really good in the fucking Jacker Manson fight. Yeah, what if he fixed it? Like he definitely could have. I, I would imagine that yeah, loss and, is humbling. Um, the yeah, loss no to doubt. Pereira. And I feel like he. I mean, his grappling's also good enough that I feel like he can. I mean, even though Jared Cannonier's a big motherfucker, <laughs> but I I don't know. I feel like. Sean can try to figure something out to outpoint him. It's just that power by Jared Candonier. But also, I feel like Jared Candonier he might get tired early in the in the in a five round fight. So I don't know. I'm rocking with Sean. Yeah, that's fair. I hope Sean wins. To be fair. Um. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, just wrapping up real quick. 
the running through the picks. Mikey Nyquil fight of the night is Jake Matthews versus Matthew Simmelsberger. He picked Brian Battle, Saeed Yokub Kakramanov, Jake Matthews, Corey McKenna, Cody Brundage, Bobby Green, Juliana Rosa, Amir Albazi, and Armin Sarukian, and uh, Jared Cannonier. Jeff Hammy Sosa lock of the night is Corey McKenna. He picked Brian Battle. He did not pick against the uh, Saeed Kakramanov and Saeed Nurmagomedov fight. Jake Matthews, Corey McKenna, Miho Alexi J. Chuck, uh, Bobby Green, uh, Juliana Rosa, Amir Albazi, Armin Sarukian, Jared, er, and then he picked Sean Strickland. My prelim pick of the night was Jake Matthews versus Matthew Semmelsberger. I picked Renat to win, Saeed Nurmagomedov to win, Jake Matthews, Corey McKenna, Miho, Alexi Chuck, uh, Drew Dober, Juliana Rosa, Amir Albazi, Damir Ismagulov, and Jared Cannonier. So that is going to be our picks. We will be back with a review episode, and then we will be back with various bonus episodes and fighter uh, episodes, fighter interviews rather. So uh, stay tuned for that, and we will talk to you all next week.